Hey everybody, it's the Rewind for January 9th, 2022. I'm Paul, that's Nathan. Yes, it is. Back for another year of hijinks, hilarity, uh, hippopotami, I ran out of H's. Hidden farts? And maybe hidden farts. Uh, and let's not forget, Nathan, we are also celebrating our 15th anniversary. Yeah. This show, this mistake, this blemish on podcasting has been around for 15 years. We celebrate our 15th year. We will have more celebrations and surprises as the year unfolds. But for now, we will just continue with reading the news because that's what we do best. And why take away from that? Yes. Yeah. I, just, I don't like to uh, change a good thing. Right. And we've, it's been a great thing with you for 15 years, you know? Very good, very good. And now, Nathan, when we last left you, you were uh, in Paris, France. I was. Uh, on location, doing some sort of secretive reporting. Are, are we ready to, to hear the fruits of this? We, uh, we aren't. No, I'm still working on it, Paul. Um, I'm, I'm this close. I'm just this close. There's a few more things I have to uh, do my due diligence on. I have to, I have to collect uh, my, my research, and uh, it's, just, it's just not ready. Okay, well, we will wait for whatever that is, if that ever materializes. But Nathan, It's going to be big. Don't get me wrong. This is going to be earth-shattering, bone-cracking, mind-blasting. Wow. All right, well, I can't wait. It's not just not ready yet. Get in there. Listen, you take as much time as you need. I do not want you to sacrifice on the quality and integrity of this reporting. So if it takes you another month, so be it, my friend. Look... I proofread everything. I, I know generally what I'm talking about at all times, right? That's actually why I'm giving you more time. I know how little effort you put into the show itself. So I figure anything that's been taking this long from you must be either extraordinary or half written. Yeah. I'm sure you'll figure it out. All right. Until then, Nathan, let's get on to the thing that we do best, which is reading the news. News. Yeah. I love that. Uh, what the audience doesn't know is we don't even play the news theme anymore. It's added in later. So now we, we just mock sing to it and have for a while. And sometimes it's just so off. Right? It does not even match. I think I, I've forgotten what it sounds like. I can't hold, hold a tune. So yeah, well, uh, maybe if it was actually playing, you could. But uh, okay. unfortunately, you can't. Nathan, let's get to it. What's our first story? Let's do it. All right. From the Washington Post. This is, this is kind of a follow up story. It's a little sad. I'm going to start off with something that's just near and dear to my heart. A Magawa hero rat who sniffed out 71 landmines with his tiny little nose has died in retirement. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that how he went? No, he didn't die that way. Okay. <laughs> it's expected though, right? But no, um, the explosive sniffing African giant pouched rat Magawa holder of a Guinness World Record for the most landmines detected by that species, died in retirement over the weekend. He was eight years old. That's like 175 in Earth years, I guess. Is that actually something that the article stated, or did you just make that up? It just made it up, because I'm guessing. <laughs> just wanted to be sure. Of course. You know, you got to vet me too, right? I get that. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Megawa, who was born in Tanzania, was trained in that Eastern African country to detect explosives. At the age of three, he moved to Siem Reap in Cambodia's northwest, where he helped clear more than 2.4 million square feet of land over the next half decade. 
I think that's why he died because he just, you know, he's worked too hard. Feels stressful. Feels like the heart would give out if every step you take can, in fact, be your last one. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, Apopo, the nonprofit that trained the rat, said Magawa had detected 71 landmines and 38 items of unexploded ordnance as of June when he retired. In September of 2020, Magawa was awarded a gold medal for bravery from a British charity, an honor that had previously gone only to dogs. Wow. Just just uh, for your um, your inquisitive mind, Paul, it takes 11 pounds to trigger a landmine. So you have a landmine that's, you know, still there and it could be triggered. You get a little rat that's not 11 pounds. He's going to check it all out for you so you don't die. It's amazing the military hasn't come up with technology to shrink regular humans down to under 11 pounds so that they can walk over landmines. Yeah. You know, sort of like a sort of like an Ant-Man scenario. Not that I've ever seen Ant-Man because it looks awful, but I suspect if I watched Ant-Man, that would probably be the plot of it. I would only assume. I guess they should get on that, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Marvel, get on that. Make an Ant-Man that people want <laughs> where he clears landmines from South Africa. <laughs> Why aren't you telling the real stories, Marvel? Uh, you know, it would have been, uh, in my opinion, it would have been a lot more fun if he went out uh, in an explosive kind of way, not in just, you know, age old kind of way. No, I'm glad one survived because I remember when you read the initial story, I wondered what the uh, casualty rate was amongst the rats. But, you know, here's one that did it for, I don't know, what, you, what, what did you say there? Uh, he started at three. Yeah. So he was doing it for five years. That's pretty good. Been pretty good. Look at that. But it's the thing, they can't blow up on mines because they're just not, they're not heavy enough, right? So that's uh-huh. why they kind of use them. Until the mine makers get wise to this and they mm-hmm. start making mines that detect uh, sub 11 pound uh, weight. You know what I'd do if, if this was wartime? I would, I would gather a whole crap ton of rats. I would strap explosives to them and I would send them across enemy lines, obviously dodging all of those mines and they would be trained to attack the enemy. And then I win. It's a shame that in your story, you're not leading them with a flute. Of course not. That'd be silly. I think it's only right that uh, we give, uh, what was his name again? Mogwai? Magawa. For every year of service, let's give him a five explosion salute, <laughs> all right? Let me get the trumpets going here. <laughs> Nathan, put your hat over your heart. All right. That's the first one. That's the second one. <laughs> Poor Megawa. He was so loved. He's so small. And the final one. (laughs) A moment of silence for Magawa. Thank you for your service, my friend. All right, Nathan, on to the next story. Well, ctvnews.ca reports that a Florida man has been kicked off of a flight after trying to wear woman's underwear as a face mask. (laughs) Okay. He was kicked off on a United Airlines flight earlier this week for wearing a woman's underwear over his nose and mouth instead of a mask. A video taken by another passenger on the Fort Lauderdale flight showed Adam Jen uh, sitting in an airplane seat with a red thong stretched over his face, telling airplane attendants that it counted as a mask before they escorted him off the plane. Yeah, I don't think if you state this counts as a mask, it counts as a mask. I think the CDC has to make that determination, but yeah, okay. (laughs) Get off my plane. The customer clearly wasn't in compliance with the federal mask mandate, and we appreciate that our team addressed the issue on the ground prior to takeoff, avoiding any potential disruptions on the air, uh, United Airlines said in a statement shared with CNN affiliate WFTX. 
what what fascinates me more is how far he got into the flying process yeah, before right? someone stopped him. Like he came, consider this: he went to the ticket desk to check in with that. They were fine. He got through security, presumably. I mean, if it was a domestic flight, I guess there really isn't any. But all right, so he got to the gate, then into what do you call that thing? The tube, the plane tube, the hull of the plane. No, what's that? What's that tube that takes you from the gate to the plane? What do they call those? Oh, uh... it's like the it's like the umbilical cord. <laughs> That far. And finally, it was up to the United stewardesses or plain people, whatever the politically correct term is, to to <laughs> point out to him that you have a thong on your face. I know when I was in France, um, we all had to wear uh, N95 or K95 masks. Like we weren't allowed to, to be aboard a plane. We weren't allowed to be inside the airport without wearing that specific mask. So maybe they don't have the same type of strict rules there. That's just how big N95 makes its money. You know, they just force everyone to wear that one mask. Pretty much. The rest of us just wrap toilet paper around our faces <laughs> and it's just as good. <laughs> All right, next story. Well, the PigeonExpress.com reports that... I do like how you went from the Washington Post to CTV News to Pigeon Express. Of course. Your reporting is is wide and varied. Yeah, I know. Well... Uh, Amazon has updated its Alexa voice assistant after it challenged a 10-year-old girl to touch a coin to the prongs of a half-inserted plug. (sighs) The suggestion came after the girl asked Alexa for a challenge to do. (laughs) Plug in a phone charger about halfway into a wall outlet. Then touch a penny to the exposed prongs, the smart speaker said. Don't tase me, bro! Amazon said it fixed the air as soon as the company became aware of it. The girl's mother, Kristen Livedahl, described the incident on Twitter. Uh, she said, we were doing some physical challenges like laying down and rolling over, holding a shoe on your foot. Bad weather outside, she just wanted another one. That's when the Echo speaker suggested partaking in the challenge that it had found on the web. The dangerous activity known as the Penny Challenge began circulating on TikTok, of course, and other social media websites about a year ago. How bored are people during this whole COVID uh, lockdown or Omicron wave that they are asking their smart speaker for challenges? Like, this is the part that fascinates me more than anything. Like, do a puzzle. Yeah. Do some push-ups. If, like, if, if that's what you're looking for, why do you have to go to something else and have it tell you what to do? Are we that dumb and bored now where we can't even come up with an activity to occupy ourselves at that very moment i think we are yeah we must be society as a whole is just we're getting dumber by the by the day all right next story (sighs) from bbc.com there's an anti-5g necklace out there paul and you know what it's been found to be radioactive (laughs) wow Mm -hmm. wow i'm not surprised by that but very good necklaces and accessories claiming to uh, protect people from 5G mobile networks have been found to be radioactive. Wow. The the Dutch Authority for Nuclear Safety and Radiation Protection uh, issued a warning about 10 products it found uh, that gave off harmful ionizing radiation. Wow. It urged people not to use the products, which could cause harm with long-term wear. Um, there's no evidence that 5G networks are harmful to health, however, uh, where the World Health Organization says 5G Mobile networks are safe and not fundamentally different from existing 3G and 4G signals. 
I do love how people have a bug up their ass about 5G specifically, and I don't know where that came from other than the uh, the depths of Reddit and, and QAnon and all this nonsense where the, the stupidest of the stupid collect. Yeah. But like, if people took a second to realize exactly how much of this has been not only present since they were children, but now it makes no difference. You can wear all the necklaces and all the, you know, have all the crystals and, and whatever in your house that you want. You're not getting these things away from you. They're there. They've been there forever. We're mostly fine, all of us. It's fine. Yeah. You're going to survive. Of course. The long-term ramifications of this, who knows, right? But what are you going to do? It's way too late. You've, you've been penetrated by every single local TV station that's airing right now multiple times. I think we can come back to this discussion and we can, we can talk about the negative implications of, of uh, networks like this when we're at 10G. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe when 10G happens, then we can really get mad at everything. And heaven forbid we get to 30G. Oof. Or 170G. I think 170G just fries you on content. I think so. <laughs> All right. Next one. From the New York Post. Not the Night Post, because I'm learning. Well, it was the Night Times. It's the Night Times, yes. Well, that Night Times is Night Times, Paul. Unless we forget this uh, this nugget here. M-A, Ma, and then Shabble. Look, let's be honest. The Night Times different from the New York Post. Yes. Two different affiliations. Sure. So, let me get on the story here, Paul. Okay? Uh-huh. From the New York Post.com, 90 Day Fiance Star retires from selling farts after heart attack scare. <laughs> a reality TV star who launched a gassy venture peddling her fancy flatulence to strangers, Stephanie Matto, 31, blew away people on social media when she recently announced that she makes more than 50 grand a week selling her farts. Why am I not doing this? Like you just heard. The most amazing fight I've ever had in my entire life. A moment ago, mm-hmm. I, I could be making some money. I mean, no offense. Your farts have been airing on the show for, for the better part of a year and no one's offered us any money for them. So I think that says a lot. Well, I can get more creative. I can get a lot more creative. I, I think it also might have something to do with your gender, but, I, you know, I don't want to. Possibly. Maybe yeah. so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Connecticut resident had gained international recognition after appearing on the reality show 90 Day Fiance. Later started her own YouTube channel, wrote books, and founded an X-rated subscription site called Unfiltered. Uh, she then made waves with her uh, olfactory business by capturing her emissions in jars and selling them because she thought it'd be a hilarious publicity move that would get a lot of people's attention. But after making $200,000 in sales, the influencer has announced her retirement when she passed one too many and got the wind knocked out of her, Jam Press reported. Matto was rushed to a hospital with chest pains she feared were symptoms of a heart attack, according to the outlet. After undergoing a battery of tests, including blood work and an EKG, Mata was told that her pain was a result of her steady diet of gas-inducing beans and eggs. But I poop from there. <laughs> you know, rather than being an influencer, she should now be known as a flatuencer. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yeah, fart. Entrepreneur, fart Trump, fart entrepreneur, fartrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nathan. One more, and we gotta go. All right. So from the Pigeon Express again, because it's my new favorite website. It's amazing. Everyone should go there. In Afghanistan, of all places, the Taliban have ordered shop owners to remove the head of mannequins. I guess when there's no one left to bed, you go after mannequins. Yeah, after the mannequins. The Taliban ordered uh, shop owners in Western Afghanistan to remove the heads of mannequins insisting the life-sized figures violate Islamic law, according to a report. 
uh, video clip uh, showing men sawing the plastic heads off of female dummies went viral on social media. Uh, since returning to power in August, the Taliban has increasingly imposed their interpretation of Islamic law, severely curtailing freedoms, particularly those of women and girls. And mannequins. We've ordered the shopkeepers to cut the heads off of mannequins as this is against Islamic Sharia law. Aziz Rahman, the head of the Ministry for the Promotion of Virtue and Prevention of Vice in the city of Herat, said. Now, now Nathan, I'm no theologian here, but uh, I got to imagine that mannequins did not exist when the uh, when, when Sharia law was written. I'm just going to throw that out there that I think that this might be a bad interpretation. Well, it says here as well the <clears throat> that under the group's interpretation of Islamic law, uh, depictions of the human figure are forbidden, as in like, you know, a female figure, especially. You can't even draw someone like cartoons are forbidden. I, I think that's OK. And to a degree, I'm not, I'm not really up on the, on the, uh, law. Yeah. No, I'm the law. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, but I know that, uh, yeah, just, just certain depictions are, are forbidden. So lawyer, Nathan, uh, chiming in. Yeah. To be fair, here we are in North America selling farts and jars and they're sawing off the heads of mannequins. Yeah. Who's crazier. I don't know anymore. I feel like both sides are wrong. So <laughs> I think, I think everything's just. Up in the air right now, you know what I mean? Perhaps COVID is what we deserve. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe COVID is a way to uh, to curtail our uh, atrocities and our misunderstandings and our craziness that uh, is just permeating through life as it you know as we know it. <laughs> All right, Nathan. Listen, what a show! What a, what a show back! If anyone thought that things were going to get better. In the new year, if anyone thought that 2022 was going to be the the writing of the ship, if you will, <laughs> you were so wrong. We are back to farting in jars. We're sawing off the heads of mannequins, uh, touching coins or putting coins into sockets because the Alexa told us to. It's just we're back to we're back, baby. I think that's the most startling uh, news article we read today. That's the one. That's the one right there. That's yeah. the one. Okay. Not the not the girl who farted so much into a jar she almost had a heart attack. Not That's that her one. problem. Okay. That's her problem. That's her problem. <laughs> Fair enough. Nathan, thank you very much. <laughs> Audience, thank you very much. What is there left to say but uh, follow us on the Twitters at I Love the Rewind. We're on all the podcasters. We are. With the exception of one. We're multi-podcasting. You can find us on the Stitcher. You can find us on the Amazon Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. If it has the word podcast in it, it's almost certain we're on it. If it has a P in it, we're usually there. Yeah. Yeah. We've actually infiltrated any business directory that has P in it. We're in it as well. Yeah, definitely. And there's nothing left to say, I don't think, right? I guess some clickbait here on, on Nicolas Cage being kicked out of a fancy place. Okay. Great. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. <laughs> we will. We will.